is up gamers welcome to another fresh edition coming at you super super new come coming at you i, I forgot how, i forget how we normally start this podcast because it's been a month since i introed it but it's me it's it's henry kissinger's pokemon going to die not a threat it's it's just a fact folks uh i'm sarah aka uh um blow kennedy the third I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna steal a nickname from from John from the chat and I'm I'm Matt aka Felonious Monk. <laughs> it's just a, it's are... a really good one to me. Um, it is. Here's here's the full disclosure for the chat. Um, I've basically just been like going to work, coming home, going to sleep, listening to a Harry Potter podcast, getting up, going to work, going to sleep, listening to a Harry Potter podcast, more or less on and off straight for the whole month. And today I woke up, did the dishes, and then fell asleep on my cat until 10 minutes before our scheduled recording time. Um, Large fat Nanu is the perfect pillow. He is the perfect pillow. He was like right around, he was around my head like he was a hat. I was very comfy. And then Steph came into the room and said, oh, it's 1.50 right now. And I'm like, oh, guess I should get up. Um, so that's that's roughly the energy that I am intending to bring to the pod today is that of a man asleep. Um, we listen. We we stand a sleepy man. Yeah. So I won't have my first or second eye open, but I'm hoping to open at least my third eye today. Yeah. See some greens, like like Game of Thrones. Yeah, like Game of Thrones. Um. So sure is a lot of shit happening, huh? Where she are we want to? Where are we beginning today? God, I don't know. Um. I guess I can start with the one that I've got, like, I guess we can start with the one, well, how you been, Matt? You know what, um, I've been in of the, of the, the feeling that, like, I've been mostly fine reading about all the shit that's happening, um, because I am a person on mood stabilizers that happen to work pretty well for me, so I don't feel, like, very doomy at any point. The glue is holding together. The glue is holding everything together, so, like, I've been, like, keeping up with the news, um, but I think I've just reached a point of, like, a general numbness that's probably yeah. not good. No, it's not. I've been, I've been at this, I've been in this, I've been in a very similar spot, and it's not good. Like, I just saw a poll of, uh, well, first of all, the other, like, a couple of weeks ago, I decided to get political on Facebook, because, you know, that's always a great idea. You gotta do that every once in a while to prune yeah. out the racist on your Yeah, exactly. Family. So I posted, um, I posted the Ontario polling for the, the provincial parties that was showing that the liberals were, like, steadily gaining the conservatives. I'm like, Ontarians have a memory of goldfish and are also stupid. I uh, got a lot of anger for that one. Uh, I saw another poll today. The liberals are back down again. But, like, the conservatives are approaching, like, 50% voting intention, which makes oh, no great. sense to me because they fucking suck. Listen, it's it's that one tweet. Every, everyone's looking in the mirror and saying to themselves, we got to get more racist to fix all our problems. Really? Truly? Um, like they, not, even turning, not, even, not even turning back to the crowd like the price is right, just cranking that racism dial all the way up. Exactly. Um, and, like, we're about to face, like, like, everywhere in the United States as well, like, a looming eviction crisis, especially in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, has, like, the Toronto and the Toronto area holds roughly half the population of the whole province. Probably a little more than that if you start considering areas like where I am. Like, it's a lot of the population, and rent is already unaffordable, and a lot of people aren't working. 
I'm working because I work at a gym, you know, those essential things that should be open when we're in a the respiratory essential... pandemic. Listen, if 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 people can't get their gains done, if they can't lift their... I, I'm making fun, but also I am a person who was, like, working out semi-regularly before this pandemic, and now I just, like, do ring fit occasionally. Oh, man, but, like, I mean, like, talking to some of the members, you can really tell that genuinely working out is one of the only things emotionally holding them together as people. Yeah. And, like, I'm not gonna say that that is a completely unrealistic thing, because... Listen, the only thing holding me together right now is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Yeah, let's just we'll start with Lightbringers today. <laughs> <laughs> we just bookend the whole podcast with them. But no, I, yeah. I, I totally get it. Like, I, the only thing that most, that, that gets me through, like, just, you know, the fact that we live in a completely wildly unjust society at which people are suffering all the time and all we can get from governments is, is platitudes. Or just straight up, like, vilifying the pe- things people are doing because of what they feel the government isn't doing. Like, um, we'll, we'll get to it, like, right after your story, which I think is the, probably the best place to start, because it's the, it's the one local thing we, we've got today, local to one yeah, of Yeah, it's, I mean, it's local, but it's also, like, become, like, a nation, it's, it's Yeah, yeah, it's, it's flashpointed, just like, nation. uh, like yeah. George Floyd stuff. Yeah, um, I, 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 it, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of lot of lot of condemning the riots from the Democrats, and it's like, what are you, the Democrats, actually offering in this situation? They've managed. They, I mean, Trump has just gotten them on the defensive. Trump is saying the the loony lefts are saying riots are good, and the Democrats are saying no, we actually think riots are bad and and poopy, right. and we do not like we we only like protests when it's people standing in a circle, holding signs and holding hands, but not holding hands because of Corona. Right. Ugh. I just saw. I, I saw that the, the right-wing grifters are, are finally starting to move into Rochester now. Yeah. Like, because uh, I saw an Ian Miles Chong tweet from yesterday where it's like, rioters broke into this people's house and are on their roof to, uh, to for protest. And it's like, no, no, those are the people who live in the house who are on their yep. roof to support the marchers who are going by their house. Mm-hmm. Which was, just, like, very clear just... by the person who posted the video um, and was like, it was most of the comments, so people had thoroughly covered it at this point. So I go to report the tweet, because, like, obviously this is not something that should stay up and get spread without the proper commentary on it, because, like, people aren't generally reading the comments on tweets, and also the default share on Twitter, um, like, when you're sharing a Twitter link to someone who's not explicitly using the Twitter app, is one Mm -hmm. that, like, truncates the replies and follows it with related tweets instead. Yep. Which has always been something that bothered me, but I really just kind of realized, like, how bad it is for something where the comments are something explicitly debunking the post. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I went to report the tweet, and I looked through all the different report options, and wouldn't you know it, there's not a single option for reporting a tweet for blatant misinformation. It's just not a thing you can do. Wasn't that a thing you could do for a time? I think there might be in the states you can report a tweet specifically for misinformation related to voting, but it is not an option for me. Right, only for voting. Only oh for voting. Gosh. The only place that fraud exists, voting. I mean, <laughs> I uh, that's definitely a double-edged sword because uh, the the part about being able to report a tweet for misinformation because it would slap that little tag on everything. The, you know, the, remember when they were, like, just automatically slapping that tag on, uh, like, posts about COVID-19 and 5G yeah, yeah. and everything? Um, so there would be a double-edged sword because we would see that misinformation tag applied there, but we would also see the misinformation tag applied to tweets such as, Shrek is real and he's sucking my penis. 
yeah, misinformation tag applied to uh, the Jabuki tweet that's like, there's no way Shrek is circumcised. <laughs> oh, God. He's not circumcised. He doesn't clean it either. No, no, absolutely not. Like, you know how in the first movie there's that scene where he pulls the wax out of his ear uh, mm-hmm. to make the candles? Yeah. Well, he has a third candle on his table, and we know where he's getting that cheese. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Yeah, we only say good things on this podcast. Anyway, Rochester. Rochester. Uh, Rochester has become the uh, latest uh, flashpoint for Black Lives Matter protests, I guess, like on a global scale. Like, I don't know if it will be approaching the size of Kenosha or, um, help me out, George Floyd was in... Minnesota. Minnesota, thank you, God. Um, I don't know if it will reach those that those heights, but it's definitely getting a lot of movement. There were like 5,000 people out marching in the streets last night in Rochester. And this is all in the wake of the death of a man named Daniel Prude. Daniel Prude was a Chicago citizen who was visiting his brother, uh, who's, I don't remember his brother's name off the top of my head. Uh, he was visiting his brother in Rochester back in early, uh, back in late March, um, and he, uh, I don't know exactly know the details of this mental health crisis that he had, but he did have one, and he was actually taken in by the local hospital, the Strong Memorial Hospital, uh, and they held him for like an hour or two, and then just discharged him onto the street, like completely unsafely. And it's really fucked up that they did this, and they're not really right. getting talked about very much. Like, don't get me wrong, the cops and the mayor definitely did a lo- the line a large share of what's going wrong here. But the fact that the the fact that the the mental health part of the Strong Memorial Hospital just let him go is like absolutely wild. And well, like, yeah, like, get- there there definitely needs to be a conversation on the fact that there's like the. As part of the the defund police calls, people are saying, like, you know, replace them with mental health workers, replace them with social workers. A lot of the same biases and racism exists in these mental health workers and social workers. Yeah. Like, they're, it, it's basically like, yeah, but that's not the whole thing we need done. I mean, the long and short of it is we just, it was basically just like, we need the people who are handling this to not have guns. Which yeah. I guess is still accomplished if you're sending a racist person who does not have a gun, at least. To yeah. help people. I, and I'm going to uh, layer in a personal anecdote here. I have been held in the, uh, I can't remember what the ter- what the term for it is, but like the overnight, uh, like, like the ward, health- like the mental yeah. health ward. Yeah, basically the mental health ward. And it's, um, it's pretty effectively quarantined from the rest of the hospital, like just by design. Does it have like its own entrance and everything? Uh, it's not its own entrance, but the only way to get there is via an elevator, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, there's okay. a staircase also, obviously, but it's like, it's the, it's, I think that staircase only serves that area of the hospital. You have to go right. back to the hub to get anywhere else. Um, so I've seen a lot of people throwing around the excuse that, oh yeah, coronavirus, the hospital was in the throes of coronavirus. They couldn't pay attention to him. And like, obvious, like, even if that wasn't, even if the, ho- even if that wing of the hospital was not effectively quarantined, that would still be bullshit. But you know, I'm just putting that out there. Right. I mean, well, like. I feel like people who say things like that don't understand how much hospitals are properly prepared to deal with infectious diseases in the first place. Mm-hmm. In well, at least in North America, like the way that are, the way that hospitals are designed is very much to keep different types of sick people apart from each other and not in like open spaces where they're causing infections. Yeah, there were entire floors devoted to COVID. I think there's still, like, one or two. I don't even... Well, like, I, I had to go to... I, I Well, I didn't have to, but, like, I, I got, like, um... I, I got a COVID test just as, like, a precaution because I'd been back at work for a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, sidebar, the COVID test sucks so bad, dude. <laughs> they, like, shove a Q-tip, like, a foot up your nose, basically, is what it felt like. And then they scrape it around in there for 10 seconds. 
You know, I've always I've always wanted to get my nasal cavity fucked. Yeah, that's basically it, eh? Yeah. By like a by like a probe. But okay, so I'm super far off topic here. So, um, the police, or, no, sorry, the hospital let him go, and the police were alerted to, like, uh, Daniel Prude's brother called 911 and was like, hey, uh, my brother's having a mental health crisis, I, I, I need some help, and the cops, uh, went to him, they, they found him sitting in the street naked, they put a spit bag over his head because of COVID fears, I guess. Right. And then they, uh, killed him. By uh, restricting his uh, airways uh, with their, in, in a way similar to the way that George Floyd was killed. God, and this this was like March, right? This was late March. This was uh, when, when was, George Floyd was like late May. So Something this was like that. this was a good two ish months before um, the like the flashpoint in Minnesota. So it's like like they were definitely just kind of sitting on this case. Mm-hmm. And then I assume after after George Floyd happened, they just buried it. Yeah, like they they were like we this cannot get to anyone anywhere. Yeah. So what was claimed was that uh, by by the mayor, I went to a vigil for Daniel Prude on Thursday night, and the mayor showed up. And what she told everyone was that back in March, um, it was not really it was brought to her as a man dying via overdose because there was PCP in his system. Um, right. And that's that's how it was reported to her by the chief of police and who is, you know, chief of police, Laurent Singletary, just dropping names where I can. Of course, as one does, as one should. Um, And she claims that she didn't know about the fact that it was uh, actually a like a death at the hands of the police and not just death by overdose until uh, August 4th of this year, which is still about an entire calendar month before it came out. Now, she claims that the attorney general uh, or her her legal advisors instructed her not to speak on this matter because it could gum up something with the attorney general doing its investigation. But the attorney general has like explicitly gone on the record right like a, a, a day or two ago and said, yeah, no, we didn't tell you guys not to investigate this whatsoever. So even if you take the even if you take Mayor Warren at Mayor Lovely Warren at face value at, that she didn't know about this until August, which I kind of doubt if I'm being honest, but I've got no way to prove that. Right. Even if you take her at her word she, that she didn't know this, that she didn't see this footage until then, it's still bullshit that she didn't tell that she did not like publicize this until it was for, until her hand was forced by the family suing and the body cam footage becoming public. Right. It's, it's so this happening during a mental health check just reminds me of um, it was a Toronto story from earlier in the year or late last year. I can't remember. Uh, Regis Parchinsky Porquette. Uh, so what happened with her was she was at her apartment and her sister called a mental health wellness check on her. The cops showed up and then she was dead after falling off the balcony. I remember that. There's like a missing thing in there. And the cops claim absolutely no culpability for this, and they were exonerated in uh, either provincial or federal court for this. But it's like, if you're showing up there, you're responsible. Because even yeah. even if even if their story is 100% true, and they were like at the door of the apartment, and she ran out of the apartment, went onto the balcony, and tried to sidle over to the next apartment to get out, even if that is 100% true, and they weren't like you know being physically aggressive chasing her around the apartment, anything like that that would cause her to get in this situation. It, if you are responding to a mental health call, it should be implied that their safety is implied. Yeah. Like, that's that should be a whole part of it. And the fact that people can turn up dead, even with, like, 
even in cases like like uh, like in Rochester, where it's incredibly obvious that the police are the cause of death directly, mm-hmm. and you know, get off relatively scot free. Like I mean, these guys were fired, right? That that was that was what recently happened. Not not fired. They have been suspended with pay as of as of recording. Oh, classic. Of course, it's with fucking pay. Yep. Uh, Mayor War, uh, lovely Warren, uh, and I, I should specify here that this is. This is, we're not going to change anything through electoral politics. I should specify this because Mayor Lovely, our mayor and our police chief are both black Democrats. Right. And this still happened here. This still kind of cover up, this kind of hushing of of this death of a black man was still allowed in their city. And the thing that really gets, I mean, so much of this makes me so fucking mad. One particular thing is that when... Uh, back, uh, back at when George Floyd happened, this was around the time that the, that Rochester was voting on its city budget for the year. And there were calls to not give the Rochester police department 16 fucking million dollars. And Mayor Lovely Warren went on record and said, this is Rochester. This kind of stuff doesn't happen here. The RPD is not the Minneapolis PD and et cetera, et cetera. And she's like been, sta- she's been saying this is, this does not happen here. This, this is Rochester, but it turns out it fucking does happen here. And she was just lying through her goddamn teeth. How many people are in Rochester? Uh, we are like the third most populous city. It's the third most popular. I, I can't say we anymore. Cause I live slightly out of Rochester now, but it's the third most populous city in, uh, in New York, uh, about 200,000. Okay. Well, fucked up that like the third most populous city is 200,000 when like New York is the first. Yeah. It's very large. Um, yeah, no, it's fucked. <laughs> it's so, and so, yeah, so now there are protests and riots in, uh, in solidarity with the, uh, with the deceased and to get justice to actually happen. And yep. it has resulted so far in suspensions. And that's about it. The suspensions so, were the suspensions were like a knee jerk response even like, right I don't, exactly I, I don't know if there was a pro there was just like them them they they did the suspension in order to like quell any kind of right like, to placate they, this is like they were like we're gonna suspend these guys this is enough for you guys right we're not gonna we're not gonna do that and then everyone was like fuck no um at the vigil uh Mayor Warren showed up for a Q and A well actually the police chief showed up for a Q and A as well as the head of the uh. I don't. I think it was like the oversight board or something. Who is also a black Democrat. Oh, we we love police oversight boards, don't we? Yeah, they're all just ex cops who are only accountable to cops. Yep. He got up on the mic and was like, "Listen, I I, I hear you that we need to do changes to the policing, but also if the if there is a mental health emergency and we're I don't want to send a mental health professional out there without police." And then he also said all lives matter because the he he literally said all lives matter because the the mental health professional could be in danger at the hands of this mentally ill person. Which is so fucked because like mental health professionals do face a lot of violence and they yes. deal with it without killing the patients because if they kill the patients, they don't get to keep their jobs. Yeah. Kind of funny how that works, huh? It's it's that Chris Rock bit. It's the, you know, like, we can't... There are some jobs where you just can't have a few bad apples. Like, you can't have a few bad apples of pilots. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you really can't. When I went to the vigil, I, uh, the, the, uh, the, the guy on the board, uh, the oversight board, and, uh, Mayor Warren were there for a Q&A. Uh, they got, they, they, they answered a couple of questions. They, they both gave like a short speech and then answered a couple of questions. And then in the middle of one of the questions, someone extremely correctly, like started shouting from the crowd, like 
hey, why the how the how the fuck long have you known about this shit? This has been six months, and like he started, he just started yelling, and it was all correct shit. And then uh, <laughs> immediately after, both Mayor Warren and the guy on the oversight board had said, "I don't run from this kind of stuff." They literally turned around and left the event because they didn't. You like love being, it. They didn't. They like have no being, fucking spines. They didn't like being yelled at. Also, just a reminder that uh, Rochester uh, voted on a police accountability board. They uh, overwhelmingly voted to in uh, to bring in a police accountability board uh, earlier. This uh, it was either earlier this year or late last year. I can't remember when the vote was. Um, but so they did that vote, and then in May of this year, the police accountability board was completely stripped of its dis- dis- disciplinary powers. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how that's always how it goes, right? They get they get defanged basically, usually from the inside. It'll be like the the board will appoint a couple of ex cops, and then they'll vote on their like you know their legislative priorities and the the kind of stuff that they're going to be working towards. And all the ex cops are just like, well, we can't par- persecute cops, or else cops won't do their jobs. And then uh, and then the they lose their fangs. Yep. And, uh, if it's, you know, uh, today, my, today when I woke up and went downstairs, the first thing that my mom said to me was like, did you hear that this restaurant downstairs got, got broke, got busted up? Like a table was like two, a table or two was flipped and, uh, a, a window was broken, I believe. And the, and of note also the protests, the, like the protesters largely stopped this person from like stopped these people shortly after they did these things. Right. But, they flipped you know, a table. God, you know what? You know what that means? I think we should triple the police budget and uh, give them like the Spartan laser from Halo Three, so that they can just like light someone up from a from a far distance with a la- with a cool laser. Yeah, they, otherwise they're in danger of getting spit on by a, uh, a, a a naked mentally ill man. Yeah, God forbid they get a little spit on their uniforms, which they probably don't wash. It just now I'm just thinking about the fact that. Um, Every time there's like a like a fake cop story about being assaulted by protesters, it's always like protesters like threw pee and poo at the police, and that <laughs> police are completely obsessed with the concept of getting hit by pee and poo, as if like protesters are regularly filling piss jugs and bringing them to protests because that's like a completely normal and regular thing to do. Every protester I've ever met has been uh, emulating Norman Reedus and his funky fetus and turning their poop and pee into grenades. Right, like it's just like. Yeah, no, I, the thing that, we're, that we'll usually be bringing to protests is, like, you know, water and food. We, we don't have space for the piss bag. We, we don't yeah. have just several bespoke jugs of piss to throw. It takes a long time to fill a full jug of piss. It really does. We simply do not have the time. And also, it's stinky. It's stinky. But it, it, really, it, it really comes down to just, like, the fundamental pathology of cops is that <laughs> they, they demand to be respected at all time. And the only thing they can imagine as, uh, th- that's the only thing they can imagine is some kind of humiliation. And what, I, I, what's more humiliating I, with then people's bodily fluids being sprayed on you? <laughs> I'm str- I'm, I'm putting a, a water balloon over my dick like it's a hose spout and just blasting piss into it <laughs> to lob at the cops. They're no one wants to get court- piss on their hands either. Yeah, that's what, that's why I put, that's why I put the water balloon around the tip. Yeah, and then you just swing around and, and launch. Yeah, I don't even bother to take it off and tie it. I just you, I just you don't fucking... even have to touch it. You're you're just doing a good. You're 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 doing like a like a darkest lariat spin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true T pose. Oh my god, what, what's the thing? What's the word for like when you when you have your pants off and you like gyrate to make your dick do a? Hel- Is it helicoptering? Windmilling. 
Windmilling, thank you. Yes, I'm just windmilling a bu- I'm just windmilling a piss balloon off my cock. Yeah, until it until it flies up and and hits him. Girls love it when I windmill a piss balloon off my cock. At cops specifically. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, girls love it when I do that at cops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Girls hate cops. This is just a fact. Mm-hmm. So is that is that is that all for the for the local angle? Yeah, that's that's all I got for. Uh... Let, let's let's do a little switcheroo over to that national angle. So. um... How do you think um, the Biden campaign is using this historical momentum against the institution of policing? Poorly. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Is he by uh, any chance? Is he by any chance getting into a slap fight with Trump over who over who has most recently said no? He's going to defund the pol- police. No, he's going to defund the police. Right. <laughs> so I just have like a, it's a New York Times article. It's a mid new wave of polls. Biden and Trump intensify clash on unrest and. It's kind of a misleading headline, per the New York Times. Their clash is that they have the same position, and they're both accusing the other of having the other position. The other cooler position. Yeah, the, the position that's actually good and resonates with actual people. Mm-hmm. It's really great that the, the Democrats spend all their energy uh, on, like, upper-middle-class white people who live in the suburbs, of which there are, like, you know, it, it's maybe, like, a solid 5% of the Democratic voter base. Yeah, as opposed and they also to the spend, people, they, and they also spend all their time uh, berating a local salon for entrapment. Good Christ! I didn't even like have that on my docket for today, but like I just want to just go there for just a second. Yeah, that so the, Nancy the, Pelosi went to a salon without a mask on. They had video camera footage of her entering the salon and getting her haircut without a mask on, and then instead of apologizing to the service workers at this salon, to which she could have just worn a mask. There was nothing stopping her from wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, she decided, instead decided to say that they should apologize to her, the multimillionaire, that couldn't just, you know, get someone to show up at her house, which and is something also, that she could easily have done. She And she also claimed that she had been set up somehow by these salon workers. Yeah, like, as if, like, they don't just have security cameras like most businesses do. Right, like, how much how much of the Ivory Tower's idea of Democrats is Nancy Pelosi solely responsible for? Like, so much of it, like, given that like, she's literally a California senator. Yeah, God, I fucking hate her. I hope she gets primaried. Yeah. Shahid for cha- hashtag Shahid for change. Yeah, it was basically, like... You just look at her net worth before she entered Congress, look at her net worth now, and then start sharpening your guillotine. <laughs> like, it's really it. She has, she has used her time in Congress almost exclusively to enrich herself. And then yep. make to make some vague progressive platitudes, most of which aren't actually saying anything, and are just like, you know... Like, they have the, they have the overall effect and tone of a Jay Leno monologue joke. It's it's the, it's entirely that Kurt Vonnegut quote about, uh, about <laughs> dropping a custard pie off of a ladder at six feet. Yeah, except for we, <laughs> except for that's the power that Dem- he was slightly wrong because that's the power that Democratic politicians uh, have. And yeah, we, yeah, because he was talking fun- about like we artists. Men, we funny men have that have that same power, except that there's like a, a brick in the pie, so it's a little bit like damaging if you stand under it. Right. Whereas like the Democrats, that they their entire machine is dedicated to being elected. Um, I'm going to I'm going to use the word us and in 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 regards to this and like just to be clear, I cannot vote in this election even if I wanted to. Um I am Canadian. Tragically. But it is just the more convenient term of phrase because I do identify with the, you know, voting population of mm-hmm. the United States on this. And then also just in general, 
Um, we are the country that is most affected by U.S. policy that isn't the United States itself. Yeah. Like, no matter what happens, um, we can't vote on it, but it sure does affect us. We love it. We love, we, we love, uh, uh... It's not taxation without representation, but it sure as hell is impaction without representation. Yeah, more or less. But yeah, so though I mean, I guess I guess that's nothing new, considering the fact that like you know the the people who the the countless uh, civilians who died in Iraq did not probably did not uh, have much of a say in what in whatever the United States did. Right, right. Um, <laughs> God, it's <laughs> we're gonna get to the to the troops in a second. <laughs> Oh yeah, but first, okay. So go back to go back to Joey B. Yeah, so like he, they they're making the largest ad buy of the campaign so far, like um, like four odd million dollars, literally just to do a full condemnation of looting, which is just it's literally allowing Trump to set the terms of the debate that they're having, right? Yep. Because it's like the Trump is saying that the Democrats are are encouraging looting and encouraging the destruction of small business and uh, these cities and rather than reject the God, terms if of... I see the word if I if I see or hear the words small business again within the next fucking five years of my life my head will just pop off of my body uh, like rest in, that in peace of Arthur rest in peace to Dog Island uh, very good Nova Scotia based podcast that decided to finally end their podcast directly before the like largest piece of Nova Scotia related news that will ever happen um <laughs> And uh, they would always just refer to them as small business tyrants. <laughs> and that is always just, like, not to get distracted even more, but, like, if we're talking labor violations, small businesses are doing it so much more than anyone else. That, does, that would not surprise me. Well, because you can't do a class action against a small business because you don't have enough people. Yeah. Really, that's it. Because you can't, you can't take them to labor court unless you're willing to do it by yourself. And if you're, and if you uh, have the means to do it yourself, you would not be working for a small business, most likely. Exactly. So yeah, so they're allowing the the Republicans to set the terms of this debate, to set the terms of reality, basically, because it's basically like accepting the vision that Trump is setting of cities in chaos, like cities under siege by these foreign actors. And mm. I saw even in Rochester, the 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 cops tried to do the same shit that they did in Minnesota, where they said that like all of the uh, protesters were out of towners. They did that in Kenosha too. They're like mm -hmm. all these people are out of town. It's like okay, but like Kenosha also just you know is very close to several of the cities of people that came over. Like, yeah. why, why wouldn't you? That's like me going to a protest in Toronto. I would be technically out of towner if I was going right. to a protest in Toronto. But like, I mean, hell, they're, I'm they're all I'm, our neighbors. I'm the, we identify with common. We identify with other people. Yeah, <laughs> I am technically an out of towner. I live in, like I said, I live in a, I live in a city that's adjacent to Rochester. It's very close, and it's to a lot of people, it's basically is Rochester, but it's slightly outside of it. So I am, right. I am an outside agitator, telling uh, Mayor Lovely Warren to shut the fuck up and resign. Yeah, and it's it's very, it's so like the, that's the only way that they can set the terms of this is by like breaking things down into these little microcosms to set us against them. It's very divide and conquer, you know. Yeah, like it's it, it we have to they have to atomize every portion of our life because any point where people are feeling solidarity with each other can't happen. So that's why they they push the outside agitator narrative as if we're not like we're all in this together. We all have to deal with the same government. We all have to deal with the same cops. Once we know where we stand hand in hand, make our dreams come true. Sure. You know, it's a high school musical. I haven't I haven't actually seen any of the high school's musical. Hmm. I did watch several seasons of Glee. Well, that's about the same. 
Um, Christ. So, yeah, the Democrats, the Democrats. I, 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 just, I just, yeah, basically just, sorry, I said it was, um, I said it was a, a four a four odd million dollar ad buy. It is a forty five million dollar ad buy. That's so much fucking money. So here's uh here's Biden in the ad. Rioting is not Hold protesting. On, no, 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 no. Yeah, give me give me your give me your best Biden. I can't. I just can't do him. Come on, just toss it like a listen, Jack, and it does the 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 action. The the spirit will possess you and take it from there. <clears throat> listen here, Jack. Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. No, I can't do him. You're, it sounded good to me, but... Uh, and those who do it should be prosecuted. Prosecuted. Like, he's, he is, he's running his Law & Order Light campaign that he has always wanted to Honestly, do. Honestly, Law & Order Light? I don't, I would not even slap the light on there. That is a full calorie Law & Order campaign. The reason I'm calling it Light, um, which I definitely stole from the most recent, uh, Citations Needed News Brief is because they are not running it as severely as the Republicans are, so they're not going to pull any Law & Order Republicans. It's, That's the thing. They're, the they're thi aiming for yeah. these Law & Order Repub like moderate Republicans who still care about Law & Order, but if you're just doing the thing the Republicans are doing, but less so, you're not going to fucking pull any of them over. And this is the lesson that the Democrats fail to learn in every fucking election. Or just refuse to learn. It's hard to tell if it's a failure at this point or if it's just an intentional, like, sometimes... Well, yeah, just... like, the, the thing with the Democrats is that the, the main thing that they want is to not disrupt their funding. They don't care if they win or lose elections because the party machinery and often the candidates themselves are paid enough that they don't have to, like, worry about their day-to-day -day lives. They yeah. just need to make sure the money keeps coming in. And, like... It's fascinating to me that this is just, like, a known thing. This is something that, like, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they need to not disrupt their donor funding. And this is just, like, an accepted thing. This is a thing that, that's allowed to continue. Like, it's like that's one of those things that's just really fucking frustrating is that we, we, as, like, a voter base, have to care about their party machinery because otherwise, like, the other guys who are worse have to win. Yeah, do you you have to vote, Matt? Do you like want... why? Why should I fucking care about this, Matt? Matt, you personally have to vote. Do you want Trump to win? Come over here and commit voter fraud. Oh, hey, hey, hey! Remember how Donald Trump encouraged his supporters to commit voter fraud? Did no, you see that? I don't. I didn't see that. Okay, okay. So, uh, it, he was um Donald. First John... of all, he was doing a <laughs> Donald John president said. Do yeah, Donald fraud. John president was doing a. Uh... He was doing a press conference at an airport um, with the Air Force One in the background, which is now his second discreet violation of the Hatch Act because he was using Air Force One as imagery yep. for his personal campaign. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's number two. The other one was the White House. And he said, um, so you're going to do this early, early voting, okay? I want you guys to do all your early voting. And then if your vote isn't yet tabulated, I want you to just go there and vote in person. Just double up. No one it's fine. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, just double up. And if uh if the if the fraud mechanisms are there, like the Democrats say they are, then it's no problem at all. You'll just have committed a federal crime. Which is like so great. You really love it. Um on a, on a counter to that, like I I know that our elections work a little differently, but I did work the last Canadian federal election. Uh -huh. Um if someone had voted early and or voted by mail and had their vote tabulated, um, the list, the voter roll that we had for that polling station would expressly have their name crossed off. Mm -hmm. um, and if by any case uh, their name wasn't crossed off and they voted a second time, then once the um, 
the voter rolls were retabulated afterwards. Yeah. They would see two discrete votes and that person would be fined. Um, oh, and it was God. like, it's pretty foolproof. It's literally just a couple of spreadsheets. And we all know that I'm a real slut for them. Yeah. Them being spreadsheets. And yeah. so, like, it's just, it's such a simple thing. But, of course, the United States voting system doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, not a fucking lick. Uh, voter rolls are purged all the time for no reason, so you might not even necessarily be on the voter roll for the poll that you're attending. Mm-hmm. So you go to that poll. They don't know what voter roll you're supposed to be at um, because it's based on some kind of arcane magic uh, that, that sets your polling place. So... You won't even, like, there won't be anyone there to be able to check if you voted before. Because the system isn't as as, as airtight, which is fucked. <sighs> this election's going well, as as you can tell. We're really we're really having a, having a good time with it. Um, I guess we could talk about one election that did go well. Sure. All right, so um, Massachusetts finally did something good. Massachusetts finally hit, finally gave the Kennedys their, they, they, Kennedys already had their number one worst car crash, but now they've got their number two most bad car crash. <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys, said John F. Kennedy on Clone High before he flipped his car directly before the end of the race. And really, Joe Kennedy Third managed to do the exact same thing. He really did. He had a double-digit lead in the polls, uh, at the start of his campaign last year, and managed to lose by double digits to Ed Markey. And this really brings up something fundamental about why, uh, like, Democratic strategy is completely fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, Democratic strategy is based entirely on attracting uh, funding rather than attracting votes. Yeah, that's why. That's why, like. The Democrats will be like, well, I raised more money, so uh, obviously yeah, I'm the better I, candidate. I, I raised one. I, I Jeff Jeffrey Be- Jeffrey Beasy gave me a cool b- 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 billion dollars and his one vote, so that means I win. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's why the um, the Bernie Sanders campaign began to focus on that minimum campaign donation, like the like the average donation amount and the number of individual donors, which was like just like a really really good move electorally if only uh, Bernie Sanders were still in the race in some way but I digress understanding that you need to actually do something that voters want and that purity politics isn't the be-all end-all of leftist strategy in electoralism are the two lessons that you would get from this marquee victory um if they actually gave a shit about people actually voting for them. So Ed Markey has, like, not the greatest record in Congress. He's been in Congress for 100 million years, uh, first in the House, now in the Senate. Um, He voted for the Iraq War. He, I think, also... No, he wasn't in Senate for the crime bill. So he was still in the the House at that point. So it wouldn't have been related to the crime bill. I know he had some... A lot of negative ticks on his record. But yet... He got the, he got, well, he he did get several major endorsements. Like the Boston Globe was his, endorsed him. He was endorsed by Chuck Schumer, who gets to keep the H in his name this week. We'll see if he gets to, he to earn it. (laughs) And like also a lot of major political action committees um, were in favor of his reelection. So like he wasn't on like a complete war path against the establishment on this one. One noted exception is Nancy Pelosi endorsed Joe uh, endorsed endorsed Joe Kennedy in this race, which is extremely funny considering that Nancy Pelosi's position on co- primarying incumbents 
Um, and like Joe Kennedy was of course saying that he was primarying from the left. This is extremely not true, but that was the energy he was going for. No, it's an extra, uh, wanting someone to face a, uh, extreme healthcare charges with a lawyer at their side. That's a leftist principle, Matt. I don't know. My God. Oh my God. That, that is possibly one of the funniest tweets of the whole thing. And like Ed Markey, not a leftist by any means. His main claim to fame, as you all probably know, is that he was the co-author of the Green New Deal in the Senate. Yeah. So, like, that is his big thing. His big thing is authoring that, championing that, and continuing to champion that. And that gets voters out. That got people to phone bank for him. That got people to donate for him. That got people to literally walk the streets in a pandemic in support of Ed Markey's candidacy. And he won, like, huge like, it was, like, a blowout. And this, just keeping in mind, this is the first time that a Kennedy has lost a congressional election in the state of Massachusetts. Ha-ha. And that's, like, of, like, 40 times. <laughs> like, through all the Kennedys, through all the levels of government. <laughs> King shit, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> like... Remember, oh, God, did you see that fucking New York Times think piece that's, like, with his law... Or, no, it wasn't New York Times. It was, uh, I think it was AP, maybe? Um, but it was like with, with his devastating loss, Kennedy has finally freed his family from the generational shackles of politics. Right. Now they can go into like, just continuing to be the Royals, but from Massachusetts. He draw, he abandoned his house seat because he wanted to move up to the bigger leagues. Right. He abandoned his house seat, which, and then like, nobody was able to coalesce the vote in that house seat. And it was won by someone who was a Republican as recently as two years ago. Great shit. Yeah, so, like, he, like, lost all his... We've we've functionally had, like, a negative in progressive representation in the con- in Congress. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, all you can say about Joe Kennedy, he's done some decent votes. I'll, I'll give him that. He is not the worst at that. He went around the country to help people, like, fundraise for their Senate campaigns. Remember all this he- kind of stuff that he's done. Remember that time that he voted for uh, the uh, proliferation of nuclear weapons? Or, uh, no, pro- of nuclear arms by accident. I do remember that. Yes, that was really funny. Like, yeah, like I'm not by any under, under any circumstances like handing it to him. No, of course not. I just needed to append that to. But your... his record is probably better than an actual Republican. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, and so like Ed Markey staying the same and him losing his seat to an actual Republican is a net negative. And so that is the legacy of Joe Kennedy the third. And yeah, so like. All of the, like the mainstream outlets who were who were pushing for him, which are like none of them are like newspapers or unions or anything like that. They're all just like politico esque, like politics only, mm-hmm. useless liberal blogs. Were like voters got distracted by the shiny object of Ed Markey, and it's like how is Ed Markey championing legislation that people actually care about because it impacts the entire planet? More of a shiny object than someone who's literally yep. a Kennedy the third. No one, no one with a the third should be in politics at all. Political dynasties deserve to die. Yeah, you you should be dead. Yeah, if you have like if you have your dad's name, that's fine. But if you explicitly use a the second or the third, you deserve the guillotine. Yeah. Ju- also, junior, if your parent was in politics, fine. junior is fine. The second is not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think they usually will use junior instead of the second anyway. The Kennedys probably don't. Way. 
the Kennedys probably don't. But that's that. That said, it's like it was really interesting to see. I'm of the, I'm of the opinion that if your parent was in politics, you just straight up shouldn't be allowed to be in politics. Yeah. Like you, your grandkid can, but you can't. You can't yeah, you have, have an unbroken generation. generational line of politics. It was really interesting to me how much how how like when Kennedy started grasping at straws this past like two months, it like it really just seemed ripped from the Warren Sanders playbook, like. They right, tried, right. They, tried they were to... literally trying to use Bernie's strategy for someone who's never, like, who's never been ahead of the curve on any progressive legislation in his life. That and also, like, the, the they tried to invoke the online harassment and the... Oh my god, like, Marky Bros! So much of the, so much of the reason that Bernie, that Bernie Bros was able to catch on was because it was a, well, they were able to, like, sell it as a misogyny kind of thing. Right. Which, Joe Kennedy is not a woman. So he can't like he didn't really engender that sympathy uh, from that. Yeah, he he really he he couldn't uh, he couldn't invoke the specter of Marky Mark and his funky bros. Yeah, and then we had uh, we had like all of the uh, the people who were the all of the failed Democratic candidates coming out in his corner. Like remember that oh that God. video of him with uh, who was it was it Beto O'Rourke? Yeah, there's there's one with him with Beto because he uh, Joe Kennedy did go uh, Joe Kennedy did go campaign for Beto when he was running for Senate. Yeah. Failed, failed, uh, failed politicians get it in Pontiacs getting pwned, I guess. I don't have another, I don't have a good, uh, end point for that joke. So that's what you get. Yeah. If it was Joe Kennedy getting primary, then that would have worked, but he wasn't, he was trying to primary someone. Yeah. And yeah, like if you're going to be primarying someone, you should at least like be on the side of the justice Dems. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like they're, they're the only ones with the funding, with the, with the energy to actually get you over the line. If you're trying that shit. Yeah. I remember, like, if you, like, go back to the to the Halcyon days very early on in this podcast, I think that, like, one of us may have been me, may have said something, like, positive about Joe Kennedy, because it's, like, that's how it always is with these people. Like, they flat, they... Sarah, if you go into the early days of this podcast, you could find people saying positive things about Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. We've all changed. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just so interesting to me, because there's always, like, this flash in the pan of, like, oh, hey, this person seems kind of, like, possibly progressive. Like, Joe Kennedy, the first time I heard his name was, like, I don't know, doing some Trump owning shit. And like Beto O'Rourke, the first time I saw him, I was like, damn, that guy seems cool. Same with Pete Buttigieg. And then just like time and time again, the system just, they either reveal themselves to be a an, an establishment Democrat or the system grinds them into one. Right. Like, I was like, <laughs> the, the thing about Pete that always got me is that it's just like his only goal since he was like 10 years old was to become the president. And anyone who's like that is a fucking sociopath. Pete Buttigieg. Feet footage edge, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so yeah, and Ed Ed Markey is returning to the Senate because I'm. I don't even know if he's running on a. He's not running unopposed. I don't think is he. No, I don't think so. I don't know actually. I shouldn't say. But I think it's just like it's ludicrously unlikely if there is a candidate in that race yep. that he's gonna lose it. Yep. Which like God, I was looking at. Um, I was looking at our our, our good friends at five thirty eight to just see ah, like Nate Bronze. Yeah, Nate Bronze. Just to see what the temperature was on the uh, on the Senate in the 2020 election. Uh-huh. And it's like, likely Democrat, 47. Likely Republican, 47. Either way, 6. And I'm like, cool. Fucking thank you. I'm really, really loving the energy of there's a distinct possibility that the Democrats could flip the Senate, but it's so unlikely. It's, it's not likely enough for it to actually be like show up in the polling anywhere. It's really cool. You really do love to see it. The thing that I really hope is that, like, if the fl- if the Senate isn't flipped on this election, that at the very least, like, you know, 
I genuinely do hope that Joe Biden wins. Like, I fucking hate him and he sucks, but, like, yeah. I hope he wins. Like, the thing that, the like, thing that really I feel me. like we shouldn't have to say this, yeah. but we will. I really do just hope that Trump does not win a second term. But what I really hope is that um, the the people pushing energy for primarying candidates that fucking suck ass does not stop and, in fact, increases under a Biden presidency because, you know, they, they, they'll face slightly less attacks from the like the the judicial and legislative branches such that they can actually you know focus on getting people who don't suck shit into congress and not just have to worry about the the boogeyman of the republican full takeover yeah right so like we we won't have to worry about senate seats for a little bit like rbg can just retire and they can replace her with fucking merrick garland who's absolutely who biden's gonna push um (laughs) And we can just, like, focus on getting all of the fucking dinosaurs out of Congress, including and especially Nancy Pelosi. Um, you know what I've been thinking about recently? What? How if uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg were to die in October, the Republicans would absolutely get a su- Supreme Court pick in even before the election. Yep. And, like, they could just do that. That's, that's, a, that's a thing that they're just able to do. They could do it in the lame duck. Of an a- election they lost. Well, they would which, need like, a, I, they need a house majority. They would need a house to chip in, right? I think so, but I'm sure they would just manage it anyway. Yeah. The thing I, about the thing about rules is that they've they've shown the distinct fact that they don't care yeah. about them, and that the process itself, um, which supposedly has checks and balances, um, does not check the, and balance people who don't fucking give a yeah. shit. And I really just do think that Democrats need to harness that energy and stop being such fucking hall monitor process nerds. And when they actually have power, just start ramming shit through, dude. Yeah. Just fucking go for it. All said, all all I can say about Justin Trudeau, none of very little of it is positive. But dude knows how to just force shit through when he needs to. Really... And I don't necessarily like the shit that he's putting through, but he yeah. does it. The thing that really like fucks me up about this election is that like. Even if the Democrat, even if Joe Biden wins and the Democrats overturn the House or overturn the Senate and keep the House, like I think I said this much recently in an episode, but like, what happens? Like, it's just going to be the exact same shit that happened when Obama had full control. Well, yeah, it's I genuinely don't expect them to do anything. Basically, what happens then is that the organizing machines that have been building and building and building and building, basically, like consistently since at least Obama's second term, uh, need to not yeah. stop. That's one. Um, I've just really been thinking about the one protest sign from like a 2017 protest that was like, if Hillary won, we'd yep, be at brunch. I'm always thinking about that protest sign. I'm thinking about that every fucking day of my life because that is how a significant portion of people think about things is if the Democrats win, you can just chill out for a couple of years. And honestly, I- And I, basically what needs to happen is I'll concede this about myself. If Hillary had, like, I- uh, we wouldn't have fucking started this podcast. No, if Hillary I would won, have been. Dude. I would have. I would have remained like a mildly leftist liberal. Like, I, like, I, I would have been like one of the people eating brunch and being like, "Oh, I don't know what everyone's so upset about." Like, Hillary, Hillary's got some bad stuff, but like, yeah, I think, I think I would still like, because like, even if Hillary won, I still fucking hated Hillary before that election. Yeah, I happened. did not. I, I was like, like I, I was like happy to cast my vote for Hillary. I was like, oh boy, a, a lady president. How progressive. Right, yeah, because like I'd been following the the primary a lot. Like I think I think I I think my my leftist turn was was somewhere late Obama probably. Yeah. Um, just because like it, it's it's really just the hypocrisy of the Democratic establishment that really really got to me after yeah. a while. 
like I didn't um I didn't vote for for Justin Trudeau in his uh his first election in 2015, but when he won, I was like, "Oh, that's nice. We don't have Stephen Harper anymore." And then like by the time his of his like re-election in 2019, I'm like, "I want this man now, to die." And now you and now you got <laughs> dig dug his own grave Fortnite. We do have dig dug his own grave Fortnite, brother of Rob Ford. <laughs> Ro- who like rest in pieces, but the pieces are like little bits of cocaine. Now I'm just thinking of, I have a friend whose first name is Ford and he was like trying to think of a name for like his fans slash friends. And he tried to use the name Ford, Ford nation. Ford. And I'm like, dude, dude, you can't be Ford nation. That's literally Doug Ford's Twitter tell, handle. Tell, tell him the Ford horde. I will tell him the Ford horde. Cause that's fucking sick. I will, I will let Ford know that he can have the Ford horde. Um, honestly, I, 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 let's just talk about this one as short as possible. Uh, Trump said that people who are injured and killed in war are fucking losers. <laughs> and he's right. Like on this, at this point, we've kind of got a hand into him. The only two things that Trump has ever done correctly is dodge the draft and call military personnel losers. Right. Like I will, if you were like injured going to a war zone to fight literal fascism. So like if you're a world war two vet, I'll hand it to you. First of all, you didn't have a choice. And second of all, like all things said about all the powers involved in that war, they were very much at some point fighting yes. fascism. If you are volunteering to join the army to go to Afghanistan, when you know this, that this there's was nothing Vietnam that, actually that he was shit talking, he was shit talking like volunteer Vietnam soldiers. Was Vietnam a draft? Uh, I believe Vietnam was a draft. Okay, how the fuck did they get away with a draft in the sixties and seventies? I mean, I guess the answer is that they kind of didn't. Um, because there was huge anti-war demonstrations around yep. the time. But, like, again, the Kurt Vonnegut quote. Yeah. For, for all the good that did. But anyways, uh, anyone who has ever died for their country is a clown. And, uh, yeah, so like, this specifically came back to, like, John McCain. As all um, things do, apparently. We, we as have, all as things a con- do. We hey, have, remember when John we McCain... We have, as a country, become Meghan McCain. <laughs> My, My father. father. Remember when John McCain crashed like his third plane in Vietnam he was on his way to bomb a light bulb factory um which is a explicit war crime under the Geneva Convention we love it and the only reason that he was able to survive as a prisoner of war is because his dad was a famous general and so he was someone that could be like you know held for proper ransom you really do love it and so like a lot of people coming out of the woodwork to be like if he can't lead our troops and he can't respect our troops then he is not fit for office. And it's like, man, a lot of the people becoming troops think the exact same way about wounded soldiers. <laughs> because you, you'll you find that people who come back from wars um, wounded or, you know, dead, <laughs> like, uh, the people, the ones who come back wounded or in, like, some way emotionally or mentally damaged by the experience often end up anti-war. <laughs> Yeah, you really, you really don't get that many veterans that'll come back and be like, I, I like, I did this for for our country, and I believe in these ideals. What they see is that they went at what they thought was for their country, got injured, got back to the United States, and then just got thrown in the fucking garbage. Because it's not like Veterans Affairs are particularly kind to people who come back injured. It is always like jumping through hoops to get any of their medication. Yep. And like, they'll basically admit this. They're like, I thought I was fighting for something noble. I was fucking duped. The military did, the military did trickery. The military tricks them. They, well, it's essentially, it's just, it's a fucking grift. That's why, that's why college has to remain expensive. That is one of the, that is one of the recruiting yep. tools. That is why uh, the U.S. Army has to be allowed on Twitch. And also on fucking GameSpot. 
and on GameSpot, and also have, like, fucking Raytheon ads in uh, Electric Gamer Monthly. Yep. Electronic Gamer Monthly. We have our ads for Raytheon. It'll be just like uh, just like Iron Man. You want to be like Iron Man? Come join Raytheon. You want to be like Iron Man and be an arms manufacturer? You really do love it. Like, they just really missed the point of, like, even within the canon, he was slightly more uncomfortable with being an arms manufacturer. But then he decided to make a panopticon of, of armed drones uh, and then leave them to a child. Yep. We really do love the, the the canon of the Marvel Universe and how much the CIA loves yeah. them. Um, people will talk about, like, the CIA falling out over uh, Captain America Civil War, which is like, what if the Panopticon was bad? Um, but then it was like, you know, the fucking Air Force making Captain Marvel functionally. We, you love it. Uh, so anyway, um, under this circumstance, you kind of have to hand it to Trump because he was right. Yeah. He, he... The other thing I had on the docket was the... Uh, the the guy who got uh, who 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 killed a uh, a, yes. a Trump supporter from Patriot Prayer, um, I feel like we've run long enough that I cannot give this what it needs. And also, honestly, no, honestly, Matt, fucking go for it. These episodes used to be an hour and a half long. Just run your shit. I mean, uh, the, the 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 other part is just that like new shit is coming every day with yeah. this case. It is very much in flux. Um, but I want to I want to give the long and short of it. So I, I'm just gonna read uh, part of a tweet. Uh, he was considered security for the Portland Protest Bureau, um, and that group is, like, they're the kind of people who show up at protests and then try to start leading their own chants. It abbreviates to P- it abbreviates to PPB, which is pig poop balls. It does abbreviate to pig poop balls. Um, and so, like, yeah, the, this person, it's uh, Proud Bulba on Twitter, which is a thread that Carolyn linked. Uh, Car- Carolyn was actually talking to me about this in the in DMs because we're like, we don't want to get all, like, eyeball emoji about this in, like, the public politics channel. Right, HK. but... Um, could be seen as a little disrespectful, but at the same time, um, every new thing that has come out about this case has been extremely at Septipus huge emoji eyeball. Yeah. So... Like, yeah, like, even, even if this guy did just go out and kill a Trump supporter, a Patriot Prayer guy in cold blood. Like, what happened to him was just an extrajudicial police killing. Right. But then also, uh, this guy worked security for the kind of people who would take over protests and would also assault other protesters who were getting rid- who, who were basically trying to either de-escalate or bring the protest a different way. He has, like, physically threatened other protesters if those protesters even know who he is. It is in the context of being bullied, yelled at, or assaulted by this man. This man's Instagram feed is absolutely apolitical until maybe a month and a half ago. Um, and then if you start looking at his, like, the, the record of him that was pushed through, it's like, this guy got booked for drag racing his 17-year-old son and then getting pulled over and having a bag full of pills in his car. The kind of shit that this guy has gotten away with in the last month, like, and not been arrested for, is, like, absolutely bonkers. It is absolutely bonkers. And again, I am not suggesting that these are reasons that this man should have been extrajudicially killed. But it is very particular that this man is being used as, like, a face of Antifa by people who are trying to, you know, have Antifa labeled as domestic terrorists. Yep. Um, and it really, uh, it really just brings me to the, the port of peak shootings in Nova Scotia in that, like, this guy just seems to have a suspicious amount of leeway with cops and also a suspicious amount of money very recently before he goes and shoots someone. Just some very big eyes um, emojis happening. Right. So, like, this guy really just seems like he's a fed. <laughs> yeah. 
This is pure, pure speculation, but it is not entirely baseless. Um, at the same time, it's like so many protesters um, have been maimed by cars repeatedly. We've had so many Heather Hairs since Heather Hair um, have been shot by cops, have been shot by fucking Kyle Rittenhouse. Which I don't believe we do. We even I don't think we've covered that on the pod. I think it happened after last episode. Yeah, we did not. We have not talked about Kyle Rittenhouse. That fucking nightmare. Well, so I don't want to talk about him more. But like at the very least, Black Lives Matter protesters, anti-police protesters, have been assaulted by the state and by other citizens and by like unmarked police forces consistently and thoroughly throughout this entire cycle. When I heard that a Trump guy finally got it, yeah, I was like, cool. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> You can, uh, you can fucking quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> I really, truly don't give a shit about, like, it's, it's, it's fucking Patriot Prayer, too. Like, Patriot Prayer, like, remember when there was the, the, the two guys who got fucking stabbed and killed on the Portland rail line because they were defending two black Muslim women from, uh, from attacks from a guy on the train? I do remember that. Yeah, the guy who stabbed them was a Patriot Prayer weirdo. Like these and guys Patriot, are Patriot Prayer got a fucking like and a completely astroturf like coverage by was it CNN referring to them as like a they call them a, a Christian faith based group, group. A Christian faith based group yes they are literally just street fighters oh okay I think we should go into uh, Lightbringers now before we go right far, I just I just want to say like just before we before we go into that they their entire thing is literally just to start shit so yeah one of them talked shit and then got hit I don't give a shit. <laughs> So Matt, what's your lightbringer this week? God, thinking of things. I can go first so... if you need a minute to second. If you need, no, no, I got one. I got one. Hit it. Um, my friend group. Uh, we basically had like a consistent group chat going since I want to say like 2008. Wow. So it was like on Skype, and it's been on Discord since like before the election, like shortly before the uh, the Trump election. We've been on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a Discord channel going, and we've like. We've always, like, kind of hung out with each other. We used to, like, hang out in, like, tiny chat sometimes, just hang out on webcam. But what we've been doing for the last three weeks is doing PowerPoint nights. I've, been, I've seen some screenshots from that. That seems fun. Okay. If you have friends that are funny and also are able to, you know, just be creative on a dime and just, you know, make some dumb shit and just make, like, some kind of argument. Like, sometimes people will do these kind of arguments in, like, the form of, like, a Twitter thread or something, right? Or, like, yeah. that one Tumblr post where me and Brooks are arguing back and forth about Airbud. Uh-huh. If you have a group of friends who you think is funny, just have a fucking PowerPoint night. You could do it on Google Meets. You could do it on Discord. You just share the screen. Everything is funnier in a PowerPoint format. Uh, some, some PowerPoints that have come up, uh, Stephanie did one this week that was why several shows should have a time travel season. Uh, the argument as to why the Americans should have a time travel season is so that they can go back and make sure that the Reagan assassination happens for real. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a real doubt. That's a real downer in the first season of the show that Reagan gets shot but lives. And I know it's like histor- I know it's historical fiction, but also like, come on, man. we couldn't have just given us that one W. We just needed one W. Just one. Just one W. Um, Colin did one where he. Uh, explained what kind of garden he wants to have and even made like a full to scale model of his garden using Microsoft Excel. Okay, that's pretty impressive. Um, And also did 100 facts about potatoes, although he stopped roughly in the 30s. Um, And then, of course, um, might be one of my favorite ones so far. Jay did a deep dive analysis of the song Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, 
It's it's very good. And um, they've basically just been like the highlight of my Friday nights. It's something to do every Friday. I'm not working. I'm home. It's an excuse to drink. It's why I don't have a beer for the podcast today. <laughs> you got two. You got two tipsy on uh on powerpoints. I got two tipsy on powerpoints. And yeah, so. If you're if you're looking for like a new and interesting way to hang out with your friends that's not just like watching a movie or playing Jackbox, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh my recommendation this week is going to be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. It came out 2 days ago, 1 day ago actually. The official release date was yesterday at time of recording, and I have played so fucking much of it. I I have a really hard time putting it down when I'm playing it cuz it just feels so fucking good to play. I love it. It is everything I really could have wanted out of this game. I restrained myself from getting my hopes up about this game until basically 2 days before it came out cuz I was waiting for that Jeff Gerstmann seal of approval cuz he's the only right. man I trust. And he gave it 9 out of 10, right? Uh, I don't think he gave it an actual, like, numbered score. Giant Bomb doesn't do... Uh, right, right, right. Giant, Buzz, Giant, Giant Bomb does on a five-point scale anyways, not a ten-pointer. But he was like, yeah, it's very fucking good. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm buying this. And it has lived up to everything that I've wanted. Right. So, it was like, so many of the things about this ga- about the way this game was made um, were, like, really just, like, the platonic ideal of how things should work when you're doing, like, a remaster re-release of something. Right. So, like, like they were working fully with... Every song from the original game. Yeah, every skater. They rescanned them and put them in as their current age, which I love. They have actually... Uh, of the... They added eight new skaters for the new for the new guard, and there are actually uh, less than 50% men in the in the lineup. Sick. There's four There's four women and uh, Leo Baker, who is non-binary, which fucking whips. Tony Hawk said trans rights. Right. Um... I like that it was made uh, with a lot of the original Neversoft development team. Like, they got as many of them as they could, which is Mm -hmm. amazing considering Neversoft has not existed for years. Yep. They've been Neversoft, never to be seen again. Right. And it's like, I wish more things could work like that with game development. But basically what happens is a studio makes a game like Tony Hawk. They get bought by Activision or EA, and then they cease to exist. Yep. So I hope you're excited for the Mass Effect uh, trilogy re-release that comes out with absolutely no one who actually worked on the original games. Oh, you uh, fucking love it. But yeah, no, I've I've been really excited to just watch people play it because that's my main experience with Tony Hawk has been was watching my brother play it. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you happen to stream it anywhere like a half an hour from now, I will probably be watching you play it. Poggers. Uh, I might stream. I don't know. I have to do some homework today also, but I also really want to play some Tony Hawk. Yeah, I just (laughs) I I was never very good at it is the thing. (laughs) So yeah. I, it's definitely something I just have to watch people play. Okay, so thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Henry Kissinger's just Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat, Just a Fact. If you want to find us, we are HKIPGTD everywhere. That is us on Twitter, Facebook. T- don't fucking use Facebook, but that's us on Facebook. That's us on Tumblr. That's us on... Don't use uh, Tumblr either. Honestly, don't, yeah, don't use Twitter either. Don't use any yeah. of these platforms. Don't go to Reddit, but thank you to Reddit user Bisexual Punch Party for uh, maintaining the subreddit. We love you so much. Uh, and also Patreon, patreon.com slash HKIPGTD is where you can go to support this podcast. Uh, f- one buck a month gets you early, uh, not, I was about to say early access to the episodes. We don't do that because we don't have a, we don't have a set release time. Uh, right. we just kind of put them up when they come, when they're done. Um, we uh, do any bonus content uh, that we've done in the past or we'll do in the future, like pre-shows, post-shows, uh, Sometimes bonus, sometimes like, like extra cut for times or extra extended light bringers. Those will go up there. Uh, and five bucks a month gets your name right on the podcast and 10 bucks and especially user status in the discord. 10 bucks gets you all that with plus an even more special user status in the discord. And you can listen live like we have someone doing right now. So thank you very much to Cass, Shindiglet, Antigone Progeny, 
Endian Snufkin, Your Sapphic Minecraft, aka ACAB Wife, Patrick Van Brunt, Alex H, Wynn, Jacob Sears, Bryce, Stefan Death and the Grips, Neve Noel Williams, Maximilian Rohr, Boygameister, Boygameister, Brian, Nick Clarkson, Destry Hawk, Tuster McGee, Alex Hoot, Jane Wick, Summer Geist, Dijon Ace, Pregnant Seinfeld, David Besser, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Scout Shiro, The Tallest Jew, Stephanie Ruff, and Alex Shout. Uh, if you want to find me, oh, thank you very. Okay, so thank you very much to uh, Matt GameCube. That's you that's and the NoiseSpace.xyz network that he cultivates. Uh, that's where this and so many other great podcasts can be found. I think I've recommended Zero to Zero in a past episode, but I'm going to recommend it again because it's a good fucking podcast. I'm going to recommend uh, the newest episode of The Wonder Yerks, which was recorded pre-Corona, and it's a very weird time capsule into the past. Yeah, I should I should listen to that to see where my life was six months ago. Like I hadn't <laughs> been fired six months ago. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's going to be such a different vibe from this one to the next one. Yeah. Uh, and, like, uh, <laughs> Blair has been on testosterone for, like, the sixth interve- intervening months, so Hell his yes. voice is down, like, three <laughs> octaves. Fuck yes. Um, uh, the Wonder Yerks is a podcast that I do with my friends uh, Blair and Seda. We're finally getting back to doing the episodes. Uh, we, got an episode, we got a recording coming up this Monday. Uh, and also, uh, Fear Baiting, which is a horror movie podcast that I do. Schlocktober is right around the corner, so get, get your asses in gear for bad horror movies. Oh, right, I'm gonna um, be on one of those. You are! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their, uh, intro music, uh, 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 Evil Men off the album Cold Hearted Town. I almost just defaulted into the long windows putting the days to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, if you start the phrase the same way, then that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. If you want to find me elsewhere, I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A, and those other two podcasts that I mentioned. Matt, plug your shit. Let's get out of here. My name is Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattGCN. You can find me sometimes on Tumblr at Tramampoline. I'm mostly just reblogging animal videos there. Um, I have several podcasts on the Noise Space, Net- Space Network that I update sometimes. Uh, I think the only one that's really kind of active right now, other than this one, is Tuning Fork. Uh, which is the music podcast I do with my friend David, talking about pretty much the stuff that we liked when we were in our late teens and early 20s, uh, that being like the Pitchfork heyday of like 2007 to 2012. And the most recent episode has Stephanie on it, and we talked about Weezer. Hell yeah. Because uh, we were talking about Ooh, things... Ooh, wee, ooh. <laughs> ooh, wee, ooh. Um, Yeah, and we, we also we, we talk about albums that were lauded by Pitchfork and also albums that they hated and... Uh, make-believe happened to get like a 0.4 from Pitchfork so um and then yeah uh, Elite Full Restore I think is still like a good podcast to listen to um if you're starting at like the episodes like 12 and onwards because all the other ones are like specifically related to recent news in Pokemon before I decided that that was a format that I don't like and then it kind of goes into like a more interviewee just like shooting the shit kind of format after that so, like, I haven't recorded an episode of Elite Full Restore in a couple months, but, like, the ones that are there are still kind of decent to listen to. I haven't done a Giants Confirmed in a while, but I, I need to just go yell at Trevor and then just do that. We'll, we'll yeah. get around to it. All right. Uh, so, until... Wait, no, that's that's not... That's that's fear baiting. Uh, th- thanks for listening, folks. Uh, this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat, just a fact. Uh, and remember, Memento Pokemori. Remember that you, too, will Pokemon die. Semper funny, everyone. Semper funny. Wee-oo, I am gonna Joe Biden. Uh-oh, gonna him with my I got it from Walmart yesterday, and I found his address in Minecraft. <laughs>